Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Thanks, Sue. Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thank you for having me. Mate, it's your, awesome. you're the second author of Head on the Show. So um, Dave is well, the... <laughs> Dave is the author of Safe Leadership. Uh, I highly recommend this book to uh, any business owner. It's the reason I wanted to get you on the podcast today. Look, I know we're going to have a very thoughtful, interesting conversation. And look, we caught up for coffee the other day, and I mm. realized, you know, th- there's a conversation in the business world, uh, especially for, you know, teams of, say, 5, 10, 15. We really need to be having these conversations. So thank you for coming on today, and, and, cool. and it's going to be fun. Firstly, though, I need to discuss March... 2002, you take over the Bunny Lodge. <laughs> That's Bun- over 20 years ago. You leave yeah. that? Bunny Lodge, uh, Kennel and Cattery. Uh, I'd love to know what, you, what your thinking was there and, and, and yeah, the we, business journey. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, oh, back in the day, yeah. So we, we did a, it was a lifestyle choice, yep. to be fair. Yeah. Uh, the partner that I had at the time had kids. So we're looking for a business that we can get stuck into, yep. a bit of land. And Bunny Lodge came up. Wow. And we thought, well, you know, sounds like a sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, nice white walls, so white painted walls. It yeah. looks looked the part. Did, did you like, like cats and dogs before me? Like I, not so much cats, but I was definitely <laughs> a dog man. But my the partner that I had at the time she threw her in the cattery and yeah, uh, I I did the dogs and stuff. And Brilliant. you know, it, it was good. It was and it was it a challenges. lifestyle business? Because a lot of people, yeah. you know, they get into that sort of stuff, you know, and they say, yes, was it really a lifestyle business? There was or? no lifestyle. Yeah. You're just it, working it the whole was, time? It was working all the time. Uh, your home wasn't your own because yeah. you had your kennels on the, you know, your home was True. next to the kennels. Yeah. So people would come up at all times of the day. And, and I guess also like, night. like when you want to go away on holiday, everyone else is going away on holiday. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. So so one of the things that, that I've always done in, in my working career, mm. and you know, I was fortunate to be a, a manager at a very early age. Yes. And I've always, always had a I guess a passion for training yep. the people around me. Uh, yeah. to be fair, as much to make my life easier as it was yeah, anything else, you know. So but what I didn't know at the time was, you know, when you train people and stuff that they actually like, you sort of You've got that engagement thing yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, yeah. you know. And in the eighties, yeah. engagement thing was never it was never talked about in management. Yeah. No. And so, actually, in Bunny Lodge, I, I had the opportunity to uh, give a young lassie called Gemma uh, uh, some on-the-job t- training. It was part of a school. Yep. Try it, try it out, try as you um, and see if she liked it. And she was wonderful. Yeah. So I took her on. Yeah. And uh, she was our first full-time employee, and within two years. She was running the show, well, almost running the show. Yeah, she was yeah. brilliant, and yeah. and so in within two years, we we were actually able to get away. Nice, but, but up to that point, it was full on. It was full so, on, but it was good. It was you know you, you you train the people, you train your staff, you yeah. train you know you you give them all the experience that they can get, yeah. and let them thrive, and it pays dividends. I know, I know, you've told me some pretty cool stories. I, I was lucky enough to be on one of your first um, safe leadership courses, and mm. you shared some great stories. And I guess we, 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 you know, we should talk about the accent first, maybe, uh, and then what accent? <laughs> and then get in. best keep the accent. Keep talking about so, so Scotland. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Scotland the Brave. Um, is that like, I can't remember when you came to New Zealand. Like, when did you? Yeah, I came in 99, October the 1st, 1999. Yep. Came in to see the sun, yep. the, be one of the first in the world to see the sunrise yeah, yeah. in the millennia. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And of course, it was cloudy. So we never saw the sunrise. <laughs> well, we were up at five o'clock in the morning. Classic. We did camping ground. But yeah. yeah, never saw it. Yeah. So 99 came across. Mm. And, and you, I remember you telling me uh, early on, you, you had some, you had some, like people are either warnings in your life or beacons of hope. And you had a couple of managers oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that I think were really interesting. Was that what lit your passion for like um, becoming involved in management and training and that sort of stuff? You were working in, was it a sports store? Yeah, it was. So it was the equivalent of Rebel Sports in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, it was a company called Olympus Sports, which then ultimately changed to JGB Sports. Okay. Uh, the, there was a guy called uh, Andy Crony, mm-hmm. and he was my very first, he was the one, he was the manager that hired me when I was 17. Yep. And he said, he says, Dave, look, if you want to get on in the world, you find your niche and you you dive deep nice. and you own that niche and people will start to recognize you. And at the time, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. And and I and I quite liked the, when you're in sports retail and you, you, you're driving the hell, yeah. you're into racket, uh, footwear technology yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But Willie Bruce, the guy yeah. who hired before me, he, he was all over that. Yeah. So I went, okay, I played badminton. Nobody knew anything about rackets. <laughs> so I went... I'll learn about racket technology. So I did. So there was my niche. Wow. And then I started training staff on racket technologies. Yep. And the training bug just caught. Yeah. And, and off I went. And I was, it, was the training bug caught because you, you like, one of our one of our uh, core values in our business is world-class training, world-class outcomes. Yeah. I know if I train my team and give them, you know, world-class training, the, the client gets a world-class outcome. Right? Absolutely. And themselves. Did you realize that as well? Like you, the more you trained, like the 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 more information you had, the more insights you had, the better your service was? Yes. Yeah. And you learn that very early on, uh, or I did learn it very early on uh, in Olympus Sports. And myself and the the young guy, uh, Willie Bruce, before me, uh, we rose through the ranks together. So we were both on the same management leadership, management programs and all that sort of stuff. So we were both quite passionate about learning and upskilling and and which is no surprise that we left a lot of the others behind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you get you get the feedback from the clients. Yeah. They just love it. The customers yeah. love it. You know, when you know what you're talking about yeah. and you help them out. What's the number one thing you learned about a racket? <sighs> oh, that's a great question. Uh, it's not the different rackets are designed for different things. Yeah. So it's the the strength in the frame allows the strings to be uh, uh, strung at different tensions, yep. and and it's the different tensions that depending on how you play. If you if you like more control, softer yep. softer strings. If you cool. want speed and power, harder strings, harder racket, Brilliant. better composite. And and uh, I believe that's still true today. So I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I won the B final at uh, school of tennis uh, with my mate Bez K. Uh, I, had, oh, I, I had my mum's wooden racket, and and and, and we won. We, we actually so lots of control. Yeah, we we thrashed them in the final, but the last serve, bad served underarm, and aced them. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you pulled the cricket yeah, thing on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but but that was my mum's racket. It was really really good. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Love it. But I think if I play tennis now, I want something strong. And yeah, 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 yeah. So so okay, you come you like because. I remember you you telling me like you had a couple of real characters that trained like they were they were real characters in 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 how they trained, uh, and I guess I guess you know when you you, you had some real mentors early on. Didn't I you? did, I did, yeah. yeah. So Andy Crony was my first one, mm-hmm. but he left very quickly. He got promoted very quickly, and then uh, in the book I refer to a Mister D, yeah, <laughs> uh, 
And Mr. D, little that's what we used to call him, he hated being... Back in the 80s, management were ref- had to be referred to as Mr. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I went from 19 years old, I was, when I got my first management position, I had to become a Mr. Sewell, not a Dave. <laughs> I was, it was like two different people. Yeah, yeah. So this was Mr. D. His surname was Donaldson, and uh, he says, no, nah, just Mr. D's fine. So, uh, Mr. But he was wonderful. Nice. He taught me so much around customer service, mm-hmm. around how to interact with other people, how to influence other people. Yeah. Uh, not manipulate influence, yeah, uh, nice. how to treat them well uh, so that they will look after you in the future, but you look after them first. first. And this was about relationships Take with. with yeah, it was, How it old was were you wonderful. Uh, uh, he would have been, I was 18 nice. uh, when he came in. So 18, 19, it was in my. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got into Good to get management. that sort of advice that early in your career, right? Like, oh, just brilliant. Mm. And later on, when the protagonist in my early life, Mr. G, yeah. came along. And uh, and almost wrecked me. <clears throat> it was Mr. D that picked me up and gave me the second chance, and okay. and you know, and then I flourished and took yeah. off from there. But yeah, how good to have those sort of wonderful people, people in your life that early, yeah. you know, like how Absolutely. to like like you know, because I remember when I was eighteen, you know, you probably didn't listen to too many people, but <laughs> but having someone who was influential right. and teaching you, you know, and I probably I probably got this from my grandmother, you know, treat people how you'd want to be treated. Yeah, and I always yeah. remember her saying that, and, and it sounds like the, this gentleman, Mr. Dawson, Mr. D, was teaching you those sort. Yeah, it was. It It was, you know, and for me, who my father left when I was 13, died when I was 15, Mm. you know, through my teenage years, there wasn't a male role model to the fair in my life. And and Mr. D really did. He sort of took me under his wing, you know, in my late teenage years and just guided me through. You know, and that, you know, because we can get into all sorts of trouble at yeah. 17, 18, 19 when yeah, we're totally. messing around with drinks and night yeah. not. But now nah, he kept me on straight and narrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah, didn't appreciate it at the time, but I have since. Did yeah. you like the retail world? Like, was it a, a world that you kind of liked? Because I remember working at Bonabon, I actually loved it. Did you? Yeah. I'd, you know, when things are really busy mm. and there's just a buzz in the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's lots of people coming in. And yeah. I can remember sitting in that first store, uh, full-time sales assistant, and I would have six or seven people all trying on sports shoes, all yeah. wanting advice. And I'm just yeah. juggling these guys. Yeah, and yeah. it's just fast-paced. And, and you know, there was, those were the good times. Yeah, yeah. And you had a great team around yeah. you and you just did it. Yeah. You know? And when it got into management, it, was, it, it became a little bit different. But uh, you know, those fast-paced times yeah. were brilliant. Yeah. yeah I did but love it. What, what do you think management, uh, what did you learn being in management? What, what were some of the key takeaways once you stepped into that role? Yeah, it's interesting. I. Uh, you know the, the 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 you know the teach that you know well we were taught in this eighties leadership that you know you step into management and you're the yep. boss and people have to you know need to show respect etc and you know and, and all of a sudden I become a Mister Sewell not a Dave and yeah, yeah. you know I've got to wear a shirt and a tie instead yeah, of one yeah. of these things yeah. it's like oh my word yeah, yeah. you know so it was all authority was like rammed down your throat yeah. and then it was imposed on everybody. Mm. And it was, and it, that shit never worked. Mm. Sorry, excuse my language. It just didn't. Mm. It just didn't work, you know. And, and you know, when my area manager wasn't there, the tie would come off. Yep. And the top button open up, and then it was Dave. Nice. And, you know, and it was just let's get relaxed. Let's help each other. Did let's... you get more buy-in from your team? Hell yeah. 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 And I had and I'd been a sports retail. I had a young team. Yeah. yeah. You know, in my first branch, I had. I was twenty. Mm. My supervisor was twenty-four. And everybody else was 19, yeah. 18, 16. So and, just getting them to know? turn up was a, was a, a feat in itself yeah. back in the day? Actually, or? actually, they weren't too bad, actually. Yeah. Uh, 
I think they're all grateful for the opportunity. We, this this store was on the outskirts of a fairly rough area. Yeah. Uh, but the but but that th- ramming that authoritative. Yeah. Uh, it it never worked on the young kids. No. 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 Just it doesn't work on no. me nowadays as no, an old no, fella. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't work then. So yeah. you, you had to adapt. Yeah. I think I think there's like you know there's a level of respect there, but that probably got carried away a wee bit. You, you got know. it, aren't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. think you know you got it. Aren't yeah, it? you yeah. can't. You can't. Well, like I say the word can't, but it's my belief that you you do earn respect, right? And and you lead from the front. You Absolutely. Don't, you don't need a tie to wear a tie to get respect, right? Like that's yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, or, or because I wear a tie, you should respect me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or, or think that other people because you wear a tie, other people will like yeah. automatically. It's kind of. Yeah, it's, it's old. Yeah, it's old. Eh? It never really worked. Yeah. So, so from there, when you like, I know you, you got into sales for a bit. Um, yeah, when yeah, you, when yeah. you came here, like you started working. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I was determined. I, I, I think I burnt out in retail mm. back in the UK. I'd gone through the ranks. Uh, I'd left as a uh, training manager. Yep. In, in around Scotland, having gone through superstores and stuff, and I was just tired. Yeah. Uh, so I came here and I, and I vowed, that's it. I'm not. Yep. I'm not doing retail. First job I got selling cell phones in a retail yeah. store. Yeah, <laughs> once a retailer, always yeah. a retailer. But then managed to you know come out of that and went into cell uh, phones would have been B2C. pretty new back in the, those days. Yeah, it was interesting. The only thing I knew about cell phones had a had a SIM card in it, and you, know, you could mm. do some texting. And of course, in this country, that was Vodafone. But I got a job with Telecom. Yes, a Telecom oh, franchise. They didn't have SIM cards. Their phones were incapable of texting. Now I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've come that, back that would be what was it? Team Talk back in the day. Or it was like business. Uh, telecom Business Directions business was the franchise. Directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I moved to Team Talk, which was two yeah. years after that. But yeah, so that was that was interesting. But it got. It was a job. Yeah. You know, in the door. And, and it was in the door. And, yeah. So, so when did you start like developing your leadership? Um, kind of experience. So where, where were you? Started? Well, that that started because, like, make no mistake, you, people were listening to this. Dave's now world class at this. You know, you, you're easily one of the best in New Zealand at it. Uh, in some of your studying and some of the stuff that you've done, you're world class at this. So, you, you know, you've you've taken some time to mm. really develop your yeah. skills in this area. Yeah. Um, so, Definitely. like, when did like what was what happened that you decided to go to, down to, that, to path? Do that line? I had to fire a client. Yep. And as a Scotsman who likes his money, that was painful. Because you were at the time, you were kind of business coaching. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so I would. Yeah, the the in the Bunny Lodge, I I, I started uh, helping other kennel owners. So we're trying to raise the standard of yep. the kennel industry. It was yep. getting a bad rap at the time, and that was where the coaching started. And then there was a couple of friends who who used to drop their animals off that they had other businesses. So I'd sort of help them, yep. and I was business coaching for. Yeah. A couple of years. And what were you, what were you helping started. them with? Were you like helping them with their people, their systems and <coughs> processes? Uh, systems and processes and then just yep. thinking longer term. So a little okay. bit of the strategy stuff. Yep. Uh, not so much the people at the time for most of them, uh, but it was more about putting stuff in place to make things easier for them, yep. so uh, more sustainable for them. Yeah. Uh, and then I got internationally certified uh, uh, with, a, a, That's right. uh, with a company called Gazelles International uh, yep. that promoted the scaling up methodology, yes. which, you know, sound methodology, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, you've been totally. through it. And, um, but one of the things I found was they were really weak in people. Yep. And I had a, I had a client of mine, we were doing a half day strategic uh, 
catch-up session. So they'd already done a strategic plan and yep. we're doing a half-day check-in. Yeah. And he started off going around the table with all the senior executives, just getting a feel for where they're at. And the sales manager was talking about what she was doing. And he turned around and called her an effing useless B wow. and, and she didn't know what the F she was talking about. And she burst out crying yeah. and, it, and just, it just imploded. And I pulled him out and I said, what was that? And he says, what was what? I wasn't even aware of what he was doing. Wow. I says, you can't talk to people like that. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I can talk to whoever I want. Yeah. I'm the CEO. Wow. And I had at that point where I didn't realize at the time he had triggered something in my past. Yeah. If may go into later. That yeah. was the Mr. G in my past. Yeah. And I had nothing in my toolbox to, 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 to come back yeah. at that. Yeah. So that I did the only thing I could do, and that was remove my company from his company yeah, to yeah. protect yeah, yeah, what totally. I had built. Yeah. I split them and I said, okay, we cut my losses here. Uh, good luck. Yeah. But I'm off. This is not what I've signed no, up no, for. No. <laughs> now I've got a whole heap yeah, of stuff yeah. that you know, that guy was hurting. Yeah. And I just did not know that at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. that was the day that and I, I asked yeah. myself, you know, why do people act like that and think they can get away with that yeah, yeah. when clearly the impact on others around them mm. is significant and yeah. bad? Yeah. And, and, like, and that's what started to, the journey. You know, to drive performance, you can't have that. You no, know? I mean, you, if you've yeah. got one of your team members being yeah. a blubbering mess, yeah. how are they going to be, yeah. how can they focus on anything? Well, they're not going to turn up daily for you and be, and want to be, mm. you know, striving. Three months later, mm. he lost six out of the seven senior executives wow. on his team. Yeah. yeah. They all left. Yeah. Because they probably just had enough, right? Yeah, they did. They just, they yeah. were like, right, this is, this is not. You know, like, life's short, right? So yeah. working for someone who is, you know, not playing the game and not creating a culture, why would you bother, right? Like, so it was interesting, though. He was obviously wanting to get coaching, like scaling up and, and obviously the one-page plan, and it's a really good yep. system. Like, uh, and I think it's, you know, the the I've been through it and now we actually use EOS, which is um, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, he, he was obviously wanting to get ahead, wanting to, but yeah. was – just missing that people part, right? Yeah, that, and that was exactly right. So he, he he wanted the systems and the accountability for others in place. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, so we did that, and that was the people part of yeah. that model. Yeah. But it didn't go any deeper. No. And and you know, and as a result, there was no tools. I went, there's got to be a better way of doing this. Yes. And yeah, so that started this journey. Yeah, and so so because mm-hmm. I remember when when I was on your leadership course, it, it really struck me. Um, you know, purpose, vision, core values, right? Yeah. And 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 getting yeah. people involved in that. And it's pretty it's pretty cool today. Like in our business, we have some really really solid core values, and we still have our stand up meetings every oh, every nice. morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, wins, uh, focuses, and opportunities. Yeah. We don't call yeah. them hurdles anymore. Oh, we call them opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then on um, Wednesday we have what we call a one percent better. On Monday, oh, actually, oh, you told me that. Yeah. yeah Monday we have a whiffle. So what I feel like expressing, Tuesday is what are we thankful for. Uh, Wednesday is our yeah, 1% better. Uh, Thursdays is thoughtful. So you have something thoughtful. And then Friday is uh, core values in action. Nice. And I always remember I, I always remember you talking, you drilled it into us in this course. Like there's no point having, like firstly, there's no point having a core value like integrity. You should be integral no. anyway. Permission to play. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a core value around his, uh, um, 
what was it? What was one of them was wrong? I just thought, like, that's like, why, why have that? Oh, I'm honest. Honesty. Yeah. You know? Integrity, like, honesty, on. trust. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Why, why have that? So I'd love to talk about core values because we, <laughs> we sat down and created some pretty cool core values who, yeah. which now <clears throat> they live in the business, right? It's and my Friday's one of my best days because you hear the core value and you hear the inaction, you know, the, the action that person was taking and that, or you might mention a staff member about it and how mm. they took that action. Um, so, for for me, that was one of the biggest takeaways I got from from your program is keeping them alive. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, your training with that was that part of scaling up, or was that part of something you were developing here? Because no, so that the, the initially came from scaling up, but again, that 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 how do you bring them alive? It wasn't defined. There was something clicked within yeah. with me just working with clients around yeah. that, and and actually it was one of the clients I I. They had a an epiphany, mm. and then they turned around and said to me, oh, "Of course, because every day is a school day, and what they were doing is they were reciting one of my values." <laughs> I was like, "Boom!" You know, yeah. so you know, I was living it, and yeah. obviously it was in my vocabulary because yeah. I was it's seeing the, it's it. It's the coolest when other, yeah, when other people start clicked. clicking it on a day. Yeah. It's like, and that's through repetition, right? And that was an epiphany for me to go. Actually, this is how they they they, yeah. they come alive. They've got to be talked about. They've, yeah, it's got to be in your day to day communication. So let's go into some insights for the people that are listening, because most of my um, listeners here are, are business owners, and you know, let's let's talk to them a wee bit about core values. What are some mm. of the things? If you look at core values, what are some of the things that people really need to touch on when they're looking at core values? Yeah, look, the the core values are there. The, the the challenge is is to 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 articulate them. Yeah, you know they 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 are so they're called core values for a reason because the the core values are those one two or three key behaviors mm. that that represent your organization. Yeah, that that everybody in here or most people within the organization inherently do. Yeah, and and if we can define what that is, it, it's it's like defining. Is uh, defining the the uh, almost like the personality yeah. of the business. Yeah, yeah. almost well, to a degree. A it's, good example for us is is one of ours is results, not reasons, right? And what I love about results, not reasons, is with whether things go good or bad. Like the business owner, to some degree, not really interested in the reasons, right? Mm. They look, they want to look at the results, yeah. right? Yeah. And I always remember one of our young fellas um, writing an email to this high entrepreneur, um, for businessman in New Zealand. If you mention his name, everyone would go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and and he showed me the email before he sent it, and I said, "Mate, is that results, not reasons?" And he looked at it and he thought. Hmm. He doesn't want to know any of this, does he? No, you know, yeah, yeah, he actually yeah. doesn't want to see. He doesn't want to read that much in an email anyway. Yeah, and he doesn't <laughs> want to hear. You know, he just wants to hear the results. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was excuses. a and it was like it was a blinding flash of the obvious for me, uh, but also him. How powerful once again, you know, core values can be. But it's a good just challenging his thinking around his own email based on yeah. that core value. Core value, just you know, resetting the behavior. Yeah, resetting the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess that's the, I'm a massive believer in core values, yeah. and it, and it, look, it's not they're not easy to get down. Like they're no, not, they're um, not. No. you know, uh, like it's easy to say we're honest and have integrity, but but to really go into, you know, what you believe in, I think is really important yeah. too. And you and and also, you know, talking to your team about, it, I think it's a really cool thing as well. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they've got to be aligned, haven't they? I mean, when you're hiring a new member. If they don't, if they don't get yeah. your your values, well, yeah. why why would you bring them on board? Yeah, because they're they're not going to be a right fit. They're going to yeah. be constantly fighting against yeah. it. Right? Yeah, it's not good for them. It's not good for you. It's real easy for us to <clears> hire because <throat> of world class training, world class outcomes. Cool. Tell me about the last uh, 
few trainings you've been on or yeah, Paul's last book you read. Book you read. Yeah. And and when <laughs> see, when people are like, uh, 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 well, it's <laughs> like if you're not going to educate yourself, you know, like we 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 had recently. I was talking to some people that this the other day. Uh, my father-in-law actually. I said, look, and he goes, how's your week been? I said, oh, a couple of staff have been up at three a.m. doing training. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, world-class training, world-class outcomes. They're doing their own training at three a.m. in the morning. You know, and and he was like blown away, and I was like, "That's the power of core values," you yeah, know, absolutely. because you give them the opportunity, they want to take it, they want to better themselves, which at the end of the day, better's everyone. So, absolutely. yeah. So, I guess if you're a business owner, what would be what would what would be a place to start? Where would you start them off? Have you got a resource they could go to, or you, have you got well, probably got in the book? But um, have you got uh, some, you know, maybe one or two things they should start doing? Take note of. Your, uh, your phrases, your what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Not mannerisms, but your, your like. In my conversation, I'll often you know when I learn something, and it always comes out. Oh well, every day's a school day. Always yeah. learning. Yeah, you know, it, those things. So yeah. we've all got those yeah. those go to phrases. Nice. They indicate because they're connected to deep inside you. Yeah, that's the core. So start. If you haven't, if you're not really sure about your core values, if you haven't, if you haven't defined them yet, or you've defined them and you're challenging them, start listening to what those key phrases are mm. uh, that that you know the the owner, the leadership are saying, but also some of the key your, your yeah, key yeah. staff members that seem yeah. to just get stuff. Yeah. What are they saying? Yeah, because there'll be so, so there'll be some pearls of wisdom yeah. in, in in those that you can flesh out. I also find if you focus them on other things as well, like not yourself, you mm. know, like you focus them on the, <clears throat> maybe the end client or the client or something yeah. like that as well. Yeah. Like that does help as well. Yeah, it does actually. And actually, just thinking about getting the feedback from the client, you know, is it, why why do they love you? Yeah. Why do they keep yeah. coming back? Yeah. You know, what's in it there? Because yeah. they'll be they'll, they will be connecting with something within yeah. you, your mm. staff, your organization. Yeah. What is that thing they're connecting to? Yeah. And a great question to ask when they say something like that. So what does that mean? Like, oh, okay. Well, and what does that mean to you? You know, yeah. because the first answers could be like, it could be, oh, you're really honest. Or what does that actually mean? <laughs> you know, like, what does that mean? Oh, well, you, you get back to us all the time. You're always blah, blah, blah. And it could be, hey, on timely communication is yeah, one of your core values, right? right? Could be. And, it, and, and that it, might stand you out from your competition yeah, totally. because everybody else isn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, be proud of that. So, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a great it's a great way to bring a team together, right? And I think that's the the, the cool thing. So, okay, yeah, we've, we've yeah. core values. I really like that. Um, definitely, you know, safe leadership. Get the book. It's it's a it's a great read. But let's let's talk a little bit now because you know when we caught up the other day, uh, we were talking about some of the stresses that are happening right now. Mm. And look, you know, you don't have to feel you know right now. There's some tension around, right? We've had yeah. some pretty pretty. You know, full-on years uh, with mm-hmm. a pandemic and and now moving into a recession. And for some people, they get a lot of their filters from TV, right? Like they're, they, they're probably giant. not listening to this podcast. Uh, and, and the people that are, I want to give them some real value around how to handle the stress and how to notice uh, when stress is happening, one, to themselves, but also to their team. Yeah, because absolutely. I think that's a real, real key point because people are stressed, you yeah. know, and, and you know, <laughs> Look, finances, we talked the other day, finances always cause a bit of stress, right? And that when the heat goes on that, you know, the heat's going to go somewhere else too, right? So it comes out <laughs> in behaviours that are not always, um, you know, the right behaviours or not all always the normal behaviours for yeah. other people, right, because of that stress. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know 
I know in the book you talk a lot about how the the, the different sides of the brain and yeah. and and the, and the chemicals. And look, I'm no expert, so that's why I got you on. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I had a, I've had two conversations this morning uh, from two different people in sorry, two people in different organisations mm. complaining about a, another work colleague. Yeah, and and how they're feeling. And the the, the reality is that. When we're happy, yep, we can pretty much deal with anything. Yeah, when you're in a good space, you know you're you're in that you know you're fairly happy. You've, you've just had a laugh and a joke with colleagues outside. Yeah. You know you're feeling full of energy. You know, and then somebody phones up and delivers you a curveball. Yeah, and you sort of you, you could take it on a chin and go, yeah. oh, oh, Jesus, right, okay, well I need yeah. to deal with that. Right, how do I do that? And, yeah. and off you go. And you might pull some other people in. You're discussing it, and then well, yeah. and, you, and you put something yeah. in place. Yeah, you're in a good state. Because you're in a good state, mm. right? And that's great. And humans work really well when that place happens. But it just takes one member in a team whose stress levels go above their threshold yep. to cope. And I have to say that because stress is good and stress impacts people in different ways. Yep. You know, some people like to uh, don't do anything until they're like, you know, 12 hours from a timeline, a deadline that they've got to reach. And then that stress mounts and then boom, they're into yeah. it and they deliver. Yeah. Right. Others, not so much. Yeah. So the the stress is it's, it's about the threshold, your capacity to deal with mm. with with adversity, if you like, at yeah. any given time. But when our when that threshold is broken, when when the stress is beyond that, mm. we we're not civil. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. just like you know in the course, yeah. you know, the, the brain stress response system, it has only one. Yeah. So whether the whether the eyes are seeing a grizzly bear with its mouth wide open just about to eat you, or whether you're staring at a to-do list on your notepad that you can't yeah. get on top of, yeah. the brain's using the same stress response yes. system. Yes. So as a result, you know, the, our ancestors got angry when they saw a bear just about to eat them. Yeah. You know, they either fought it off or they yeah. ran like hell so yeah. that the, the slowest one in the tribe got eaten. And that's yeah. why we've got, you know, we're here today. Yeah. Right. So we, there, there's a, a natural tendency when we, the stress levels are up that we, we get tense, you know, and whether that tension comes out in tight shoulders, yeah. headaches, uh, our, our voice changes and we get, we sound more like a machine gun. We get short, sharp statements. Yeah, yeah. And all of that triggers the people around us. Mm. We can't help it. No. So it just takes one person to get into that place. And, of course, every other human being around them is hardwired to notice that. Yep. Because the brain says, oh, that person's stressed. Yeah. Their life's in danger. Yeah. Is there something I need to know about that? <laughs> you know, am I in danger just because I'm yeah. in the same room? Yeah, yeah. You know, and this is the problem. The brain hasn't evolved beyond yeah. our hunter-gatherer yeah, days. And, and it's just not coping with our mm -hmm. society in the fast mm -hmm. pace. So that's why this stuff can be contagious. Yes. And this is what I'm seeing more and more. You know, interestingly, like I was saying to you before, uh, you know, the amount of leadership programs that I'm running at the moment has significantly dropped. Mm. But the amount of conflict resolution yeah. and bringing teams together yeah. significantly increased. Yeah. Just a different type of work this yeah. year. Yeah. But it seems to be a reflection of what's going on in society at the yeah. moment, unfortunately. And, and why do you think that is? Like you, you, I mean, we talked about the medical industry and how you know how the impact of outside um, forces or and people are coming into that environment and, and, and causing the people to be very stressed and using words, language, and, and yeah. that to be you know quite. Yeah. What, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, you, you sort of mentioned it earlier on. I think you know, the, there's a lot of 
what I call unhelpful. I don't really talk in negatives and positive. Mm. It's either stuff's either helpful or unhelpful to yeah. you, and that includes our emotions. Yeah. And there's a lot of unhelpful stuff out in the market. Out in the, you know, the media's always you. You look at the six o'clock news, and and it's just doom and doom and doom and doom. Yeah. You know, and unless you get to like on channel one, they've got the good sorts at like yeah. five minutes to seven, yeah, which is yeah. a nice story. It's like a token. You know, you've got fifty-five minutes of doom and gloom. Yeah depending on whether your sports team's mm. won or lost or not in yeah. that sporting segment. And, and, and five minutes of, yeah. yeah, you know, and and so that sets the tone. Yeah. And that's what I said before, you know, like a lot of people take their filter from an external source, right? Yeah. And, and those those filters, you know, uh, if you, if you, you know, continuously those filters, you know, you're going to have a different view on the world. Yeah. And then yeah. it's backed up maybe by the fact that you have less money in your pocket yeah. and, you know, something will just yeah. trigger you, right? Completely. Um, and, and it's, and it's really, okay, so, so if a business owner, cause like business owners, you, a lot of business owners wear a lot of hats, right? You know, you yeah. own, own business yourself. Yeah. What, what can they do like from a practical perspective? Because, you know, it's the day, they're in business owner in the day and of the whacking and the cracking of what they do, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And so what can they do? Say so they've got a team. What can they start to notice and how can they start to actually you know, learn more about what's going on? And what are some of the warning signs they should look out for? Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, they need to look after themselves. Yep. All right. And nice. there's there's plenty of information out there. You know, there's well-being experts, there's fitness experts. You know, I, I'm, I'm none of them. I... Uh, but there's there's some just some common things that yeah. we should be doing for ourselves to to manage our effectively reset our stress response system yeah. every day, and and that is you, you've got to get some exercise. Now I'm not saying that you go to I don't know you know pound the gym and and waste yourself in the boxing ring or whatever it is. You know exercise could be as simple as taking your dog for a walk. Yeah, right or or. Actually, park your car a couple of blocks away from yeah. your office so you actually walk to the office and then walk back. It's as simple as that. It, it's, it's, it's 15, 20 minutes of exercise, yeah. and, and that's all. And it's enough to just get the blood circulating and, and get the body moving. Yeah. And you know, you know, there's always the diet thing as well. And, and I'm actually reading some stuff at the moment uh, around actually our diet, our processed diet isn't helpful for our brain's performance mm. either. You know, you, you wouldn't put... Uh, um, uh, Coca-Cola in your petrol tank and hope that your car would run, but yet yeah. we do it ourselves, yeah, you know, yeah, totally. and somehow we wonder why we're not performing. Yeah. So there's some real stuff there. Again, not an expert in that, but one of the things that you, that we should all be doing, and there's no reason why any of us can't do this, is get eight hours sleep a night. Yeah. Eight yeah. hours. Yeah, I remember you talked Min- about minim- Minimum seven, but seven to eight hours is what really the body needs, and this is slightly changes depending on, mm. on, on age. The difference... Between somebody working uh, sleeping six hours and somebody sleeping seven hours mm-hmm. in a night is a two hundred percent increase in heart attack. Wow! The uh, it's no coincidence that in countries that have got daylight savings, yep, right, when the clocks go back and they lose an hour of sleep, mm-hmm. it is the that that day, the following day, is the high is the highest rate of heart attack victims that come into wow. AE. Wow. And in the opposite, when the clocks go yeah, yeah. back and you yeah, gain an hour. Wow. So it's quite significant. And and listen, and the, the stress response system needs that time to reset. Yes. Yes. But if you've got the seven hours and you're getting good night's sleep, you wake up and your body is completely reset. Yeah. Which means you're not waking, you're not waking in the morning, yeah. anxious, you're still in fight or flight mode. Yeah. And starting the day that way. Yeah, nice. 
So if you, have, if you want to, as a leader, you want to be the, your best self at work, then don't come into work triggered in the morning. Yeah. Because everybody around you is going to go, oh, Christ, boss is in that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to know. They might not know what's going on, but they're going to know that yeah. you're not in a great space. And, and we've all worked for that boss, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> we've probably beaten that boss as well, to be fair, but hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and that's what you can do from a self-perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not hard. And take, I, think, I think it's really important. Like you know, like you sort of saying here, put your own life jacket on first, right? Like mm-hmm. to look after yourself. Yeah. Um, shout out to by the way, there's a few people that uh, go for walks and listen to the podcast. So shout out to you guys. I really Absolutely. appreciate and the comments that you've made about that. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> uh, you know we're helping you exercise. Um, but I really, you know, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer also in in especially in business is getting everything out on paper. Uh, I write a lot in this yeah. remarks, and I see you've got one as well. Yeah. It's like Writing a lot of stuff out allows me to get that out of my brain so it allows me to sleep a yep. lot better, yep. you know, because I used to go through periods where you wouldn't sleep because you had too much going on in Completely, head, yeah, never stops. Know? Yeah, so yeah. getting it out first and then giving your brain, I give my brain sometimes when I really know I need to get sleep to go to sleep, you know. It's okay to sleep until 6. It's okay to sleep until 5, you know. Like I'm going to bed at, say, 9 and I'm going to sleep till 6, you know. Uh, most yeah. days I get up between 4.30 and 5, but but I'll go to bed early enough to do that, yeah, right? Absolutely. It, but, but giving you the brain permission to do that, yeah. something – I don't know where I learned that from, but it's just something that's it's been really useful for – Completely. Com- getting the – you know, so write it down, but then tell the brain what, what you need to do. That writing down is a really good thing as well. Uh, so one of the things that we can deal with, you know, when we're, we're in that stress place – you know, so you're in the you're in the middle in the mix of something, and uh, and you feel like you're not coping. Mm. There's a lot of uh, a lot of what we do. We create our own stress by our own talk. Yep, in our head. Okay. So one of th- one of one of the good things that I that that, that I've read and it's coming from the realms of psychology is actually if you can write down what you're thinking and let your eyes see it, the eyes process the information you just written in a different part of the brain. Nice. Which allows then your brain to stop churning yeah. over the same stuff and actually sees in a slightly different light. Nice. And uh, uh, and often then, you know, what you write down, you can almost is this real? Is this true? Mm. You almost dismiss it. The other thing as well is 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 write that down and look at it the next day. And the reason why we do that is during sleep, and this is why sleep's so important. Yeah. Uh, in REM sleep, which is that sort of the that the last cycle mm. of sleep where we do our dreams. The we, we think now that dreaming is a way of the mind rolling our experiences from the previous day into our life experiences. Wow. So what 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 dreaming does is builds context around what we just experienced in the last couple of days. Nice. So that's why if you've ever penned an email in yeah. with a little bit of frustration or anger, yeah, yeah, and then you slept on it and you come back before you push that button and yeah. you read it again, you go, "Holy sh! Oh, glad I didn't do that." <laughs> It's not because you didn't see that the day before. Yeah. It's now because you, you slept on it. Your 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 brain has now got your yeah. life's context yeah. around it and your yeah. experiences, and yeah. and now you can look at it with a fresh set of eyes the, and a better context. The same emotions out there, right? Yeah, because yeah, you cool. processed. Yeah, yeah. So all these little, there's lots of little tips like that. Yeah. So nice. very good to write down and then look at what you're writing yeah. and, and then ask yourself, is this really true? Yeah. Okay. So you've looked after yourself. You've written some stuff down. Yeah. You've had a great old sleep. Yeah. Um, what do you start doing with your team? How do you start noticing? You know, start you start noticing a few things. Well, yeah. what's your, what's so, the, so the most obvious one is um, either people going really quiet. Yep. So they start withdrawing. Yeah, nice. Uh, that tells me that they're in a stress state. 
Yep. It's one of the first signs that you can see. Of course, the other, which is like your your fight or flight, fight or flight. That's like someone taking flight. Yeah. They're sort of withdrawing. The other one, of course, is the is the verbal outbursts. Yep. That's the fight. Yep. What's going on there? Yeah. So one of the things that I'd say with with leaders is don't get caught up on the behavior. Yep. Start asking why. Yeah. Why yeah. are they behaving that way? Yeah, no. Why is that? And and think of it in terms of helpful and unhelpful. Yeah. Is that person's behavior helpful to themselves, yep. helpful to the team, helpful to me? Yeah. And if the answer is to no to any of that, as a leader, you you have an obligation to figure out why they're not being helpful. Because when someone is unhelpful towards a team, you know, nobody lies in, you know, and you'll have heard yeah. this at the, in the illusion yeah. program, nobody lies in bed in the morning and says, right, got to go to work today. Now, that's Scott. He's had a smile on his face for way too long. I think I'm going to wipe that smile off his face yeah, today. Yeah. I think I'm going to make his life a misery. No. Nobody does that. No, Why? No. Yeah. Because they want to, they, they yeah. need to go to work and protect yeah. their status in the work tribe. Yeah, true. If they compromise, consciously compromise their status in the work tribe, what they're saying mm. is they're threatening their own survival. Yeah. The vast majority of us human beings will not do that. No, no, no. So that means if someone is behaving unhelpfully, yeah. it's because it's an, it's an outcome of a stressor that's going on or stressors mm. that's going on yeah. around them that's causing them that. Yeah. It usually comes from a defensive yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could be seeing this quite a lot now. You'll be seeing an awful yeah. lot of that. I'm yeah. seeing it. Well, my, yeah. my work, my, like I said yeah. to you before, yeah. you know, my work yeah. shifted yeah. into this conflict management, conflict yeah. resolution because there's so much of it now. One thing I, I've learned over the years really well, and I've learned from from different people, but it was what it was reinforced the other night when I was um, went to a coach's, coach's evening uh, and uh, Stephen Fleming. Okay. Um, was was talking obviously great news on cricketer and, and and you know a really a really good cricket coach now and, and he talked about how they've evolved from having team meetings to having more one on one meetings and he said the power in the one on one and I've noticed this a few years ago so I started having coffee meetings with my team individually you know and having those one on one conversations and I think and and it was really interesting to hear him talk about that and why they did it. No, it was the same reason because you want to know the people. Yeah, you've, you've got, got to get, get to, to know, know your people, yeah. right? And the only yeah. way to get to know your people is to not talk about work. Yeah, and to just sit down and have a coffee and just chew what's going on in their life and mm. really show show an interest. Okay, I guess. And and you start to learn and find things out uh, yep. about what's really going on, yeah. right? And, and and that was a that was a big thing for me is like because. You know, you do see someone, oh, yeah, they're a bit quiet, wonder, wonder. So, okay, let's go and ask, you know, let's find yeah. out, you know. But you know why we don't ask? Oh, we're afraid of having those, um, you know, those awkward <coughs> conversations and, and, you know, we don't probably want to know the truth maybe sometimes. Or they might they might say something and we don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. It's yeah, our true. own fear. Yeah, it's yeah. our own fear. Yeah. So, it's again, it's that stress response system taking over. Mm. And what the brain does, because it's got this bias to threat, says, well, oh, they're, clear. They're, they're clearly in a yeah. bad way. Yeah. I mean, we should ask them how they are. But what yeah. if they say this? What yeah. if they say that? What yeah. if they say this? Oh, hell. Oh, that. And then the brain's going, don't have the capacity to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, shut down. I've learned, do I've learned, I guess I learned through the earthquakes and, and everything and, and to, to just have those conversations. I don't, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm prepared yeah. to have those conversations. Because yeah. yeah. it's a good thing. I just, it should be robust, right? And I think that's as a business owner, you 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 kind of a duty of care as well to for you, with your people to, to have Absolutely. those. It's not easy as, as males, I would say. It's probably, you know, we're probably supposed to, well, society says we're the, society you know. Is. Yeah. And, and so when you, un but once you understand it, that's all rubbish anyway, but you just get yeah. in there and have those conversations yeah. and it makes you, definitely makes you know, people, um, 
at ease, you know, and you actually have some really good conversations. You learn a lot too. Probably talking about earning that respect. Yes. Earlier on. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Yeah. To taking the time as a leader, taking the time to actually figure out what makes your people tick. Yeah. Where they come from, you know. Why, why they react in certain scenarios the way they do. Mm. It always comes from the past. So understanding their past is yeah. a key yeah. to helping them in the future. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah. It's, um, and, and look, and like right now, obviously, you know, people are going through stuff. So what are some of the tools that people could, as a business owner, you could use? Obviously, you sit down and so, have a conversation, but what else? You yeah. Look, well, one of the things I want to I challenge business owners with, now that I've got this opportunity, yeah, thanks, totally. Scott, <laughs> is, you know, there's little point I, I talk about in some of some of my uh, uh, keynotes that I do. Yeah. There's one that I've, that, that's entitled "Footballs and uh, Footballs and Fire Extinguishers." Yep. And and that the, the content of that is it, basically the message is there's no point in you putting fruit in your staff room, throwing on some Pilates classes at lunchtime yeah, yeah, yeah. to 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 enhance the well-being of your staff yeah. if they go back to their desks and you're taking a blowtorch to them and setting them on fire yeah. because the work demands are so great. Yeah. You know, if, if leaders could do anything yeah. for their teams, it's to really be honest with themselves and go, actually, am I flogging these guys to an early grave? Yeah. Yeah. And quite frankly, if the answer is yes, again, you have got the yeah. responsibility yeah. to change that. Yeah. Human decisions have created this situation. Yeah. Human decisions can change this situation. Change the situation. Yeah. And it's not to say that, oh, if I do less work, I'll get less money. Yeah, no. I mean, there's companies now doing four-day working weeks and actually making a third more. Yeah. So yeah. let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. You know, burning us out is making us less productive, putting yeah. the stress levels yeah. so high, causing us to sleep less, Yeah. put more weight on, be unhealthy, take yeah. more sick days. Yeah. Actually... Maybe we need to look at our how our companies yeah. run, yeah. and then say, actually, are we the cause of this, or some of this, not all of it? I think also like understanding, you, you know, like how how modern business is evolving. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you deal with the public, you have to have maybe be open between such and such and such and such. But but really, like there are opportunities now to to have your staff working at different times and yeah. that sort of stuff. I think, you know, and, and understanding, like, because some of my team would rather work early morning, some would rather work late at yeah, night. You like some else. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's interesting, like, you you, you push someone into, uh, you know, that situation where, but if you just take a step back, you know, like, you get more out of them, better out of them as well. Like, Completely. It's, um, yeah, yeah that, that's a good, so that's a good one. Like, so, and that's the thing with, with when you're talking about that, so being that more flexible, one of the things that uh, in, in the research, and, and this is in the book, uh, it talks about you know, when we're measuring up you know, ways of driving engagement but minimizing burnout, and autonomy comes up. Now, mm. autonomy comes up as a tool for engagement. But what the researchers mm. actually found out was that autonomy doesn't increase levels of engagement. What autonomy does is decreases the impact of burnout of things that do burnout. So yeah. you things that the factors that, that that drive burnout are things like excessive uh, work demands, emotional demands, mental demands, mm-hmm. uh, lack of job clarity and job security oh. are some of those factors. Yeah. But if someone has got autonomy to actually make their own decisions within their role, and this is not your get out of jail free cards, by the way, leaders. Yeah. But I. Uh, uh, it's it makes it easier for them to cope when they've got so much work coming at them, no. so much admin yeah. demands coming yeah. at them, or mentally they're being taxed so much. With a bit of autonomy, they get to pick and choose yeah. how they tackle their days, and that can make the difference between 
just completely frying and actually, yeah, you know, surviving and getting through. And, you know, and especially if that's a seasonal thing, that's fine. It's yeah. all you, it might all be you need. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't, it's not there to replace a culture of, yeah. of burnout by any stretch no, of imagination. But, but also, like autonomy, um, I think it, it shows trust. You know, Absolutely. as well. You're like, there's nothing yeah. worse. Uh, look, I'm a strong believer in, you know, you, you hire slow, you get the right person, uh, the right people, and then, you know, give them the skills and the training, but get out of their way. You know, yeah. don't come in yeah. and try and micromanage. And I think you you taught some, uh, some really cool things inside the course around, um, you know, if you give someone a task, don't be coming in two weeks later and going, where's that task and how come it hasn't been done and, and then taking it back off them. And I'll, I'll put my hands up there because I was guilty at the time uh, of doing that, you know, and and, and yeah. it was like, wow, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and, and that for me was was a really, really, um, you know, it was like, oh, that's why, you know. And, and look, we have in our business now, you can work from home 10 days a month, right? Uh, yeah. Pretty much no one uses it because um, everyone loves coming in, but they can, right? They have that, yeah. all, that, that like flexibility. Some people like to, you know, like now they like to use it because if they've been really, really busy, they might take a day work from home and just, you know, and, just and you can see them compress because it's, yeah. it's actually like an agency is quite a loud environment. Mm. It's not for everyone too, you know, and like different roles inside the business, you know, you've got different people, personalities. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and, and you can, you can definitely tell, um, but, but that autonomy thing, like we, we do not like, there's no micromanagement going on here. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. Um, there's, okay. there's micromanagement from the first 90 days. As far as there's one thing we micromanage, and, and that's, I think I got it from you. It was the daily email. Did oh, you teach me the daily email? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the daily email, this is gold if you want to, If you, I think we should talk about this because this is gold. The first 90 days, uh, you have to send a daily email every day. Um, and we joke if you miss a day, you have to reset, especially the new people there. <laughs> um, but, but in that 90 days, it's like, hey, what, what, what did you do today? Uh, what's your plan for tomorrow? Yeah. Um, is there anything you can help? You need help with. But the key one for me is: is it, have you noticed anything in that in this business so far that we can improve? And we really empower. Yeah, we yeah. empower those fresh eyes. Yeah. And it's crazy some of the stuff you you learn too. Is like one of the girls was her first second day, and she said, "This computer is really really slow." And then daily, like, could we improve getting new computers? And it wasn't until we went to the computer and realized the guy before had dumped all the audio and video on this one Mac and it was going oh, like, really? yeah, it was just like, grinding, it was just memory grinding away. Like, and we just <laughs> removed all that to another hard drive and boom, the computer was. But but people, if they didn't know that, they'd just be working in their, in their daily yeah. every day and wouldn't wouldn't bring it up. And if they didn't have the opportunity to do a platform to yeah. see that. Yeah. So, but, but you made a point, fresh eyes. And I think that was the coolest thing. Absolutely. You get fresh eyes in those 90 days. And look, you've got a, it's, it's a great way of, you know, and that's not micromanaging. What, what, what that is, is, is the daily check-in really, because you've yep. got, you've got a new member coming on board. Yeah. So when you think about it, you know, we're, we're not designed to be thrown into a new tribe and expected to get on. Yeah. Why? Because we've got to develop trust. Mm. How do we develop trust? Well, we've got to learn to know each other. We've got to learn their backstories. And the easiest way to, to develop trust is helpful acts. Yeah, lots of helpful acts. So yeah. they've got to help yeah, the yeah. team members, and the team members have got to help the new person. But that takes time, you know, and and it's got to be reciprocal. Mm. So there's lots of stuff that happens in those early days where that check-in is so important. Yeah, because we want to be setting them up for success, yeah, don't we? Totally. You know, and and they are trying to find their way in this role. Yes, yeah. you've brought you've brought in an expert in that role. Yeah, but they've got to learn how that role is done. Done in your organization. Yeah. 
So it, it just makes sense. It doesn't leave any ambiguity around are they going to succeed or are they not? Are they no. no, 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 no. And, and I just, I love the simplicity of it too. Like I remember when I started using it uh, and just some of the feedback starts coming, the feedback starts coming mm. and it's really engaging. Um, and, and I've you know, talked to a lot of people about it and helped them in, in, implement it in their business now. And it's been really cool um, to hear, oh man, that was so awesome. Some of yeah. the feedback they're getting, you know, so real, real simple thing yeah. um, that, that you can do in your business. Another, another thing that you taught me, and I really wanted to share this because I think it's a, it's a good thing for, you talked about um, training people, right, and how to get the best about training people. And you taught me something which I thought was really, really cool. It was you do it, okay, oh, yeah, uh, and then you do it with them. Mm-hmm. Then they do it. Yep. Uh, and then they do it. Uh, sorry, they, no, do, they it do it with, with you. you yep. With you. That's right. Uh, and then they do and it. And then they do it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I always remember, like, I always remember this because I thought, right, this, this is brilliant. I'm going to. I'm gonna this. I'm rolling with this because right? this is like this is real good stuff to teach. So I remember I did it, then I did it with them, and then I missed out that third pit. You do it with them, you know. Yeah, they do. Uh, it with they you. do. It, they yeah. do it with you, and I missed yeah. that part out. And I was like, I get back, and I was like, what the? Why hasn't that been done properly? And I was like, I realized I missed a section of that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. talk me through that because it's really, really powerful. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, because what you, this is this is the effective effective mentorship, isn't it? Yeah. So you, human beings learn through modeling. Yeah. You know, children watch their parents from the minute they're born, mm. and they pick up all the mannerisms and how to do this, that, and the next thing. It's no different, and that's how as human beings we learn. Yeah. So it's no different in the workplace. Yeah. So as as a leader, or someone of authority. Trying to pass on your knowledge, the first thing you need you, you would have to do is show them. Yeah, this is how we do things here. Yeah. You know, and yes, they will have some experience in this, but mm. this is how this is the digital influence is, way of yeah, doing of things doing here. Yeah, right. And then, and then, th- then you're doing it. You teach them, and then they're sitting with you. Yeah, seeing it in. Uh, I I remember uh, back in the retail days. Watching uh, Andy Crony, the very yeah. first manager, selling a pair of Reebok high-top aerobic shoes to nice. this woman. Now the woman wanted the slightly cheaper yeah. pair, and um, I, and he and he talked her through. And he says, "Well, how much is aerobics?" Anyway, he, he did the whole thing, and he found out her needs, etc. And he was well, actually, you need this for this, that, and the next thing. And she went, and she spent an extra ten pounds more. You know, we were talking. This is in the eighties, yeah. uh, more on the shoes, but. And you overcome rejections, and, yeah. and, you, and, I, and he just said, just stand there. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, I didn't yeah. have to do anything. Yeah. I, I just had to watch. Yeah. And then we did the other thing. So he was doing this yeah. back in the 80s back before 80s. it became a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. and, and it just works. Mm. It's just that modeling thing. But the, that key there is when they do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're there to, you're just there to watch. Mm. And if need be, to give confidence yeah. uh, if they ask you anything. Yeah. But you're there just to observe, and there's, and you're the safe their safety yeah. net. Yeah, and that's wonderful so because it allows them to stretch their capability. Yeah. in a safe way. Yeah. Oh, like it's, it's you know, such a good way to train people. And then they're off. Yeah, and then that's when they can do it themselves. Yeah, yeah, and then and then wonderful. your goal there is to get them to run that situation. Yeah, that's right. You know that yeah. that is your Completely. ultimate is when yeah. they are running that situation when they're teaching. They're teaching because they'll learn more in that teaching phase. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was such a great way to, yeah. to take people through 
Um, and, and really, you know, like if you're if you've got a good way of doing things, get it down, you know, so you actually know it, and then yep. show people how to do it. Yep, right? Completely. It was really really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Dave, this has been a really fast chat. Like it's nearly an hour and a, just, oh, just about gone. Um, so, so look, I think, you know, when we look at, when we look at mindset, you know, like mm. where's, where's your, like, what do you do on a daily basis to keep your mindset? Cause you're dealing with a lot of different stresses, et cetera. And I, I yeah, love talking about yeah, life mindset yeah. and I love talking to different people about it. So what do you do? Yeah. It, so. For one, for me, I, I practice a little bit of mindfulness. And what yes. I mean by that is I, I, I take the, what I call it, micro moments in a day. Yep. And so, for instance, I, I, had, a, I had a nine o'clock Teams meeting uh, with someone who I was talking about a scenario with them or trying to find out how they felt about a particular scenario that yep. happened where they got thrown under the bus. Apparently, the person didn't think they got thrown under the bus. But they and they were fine with that. But then they went away and hit me with something else from their immediate team leader, and then we had a forty-minute conversation about what the real problem in this person's life was. We call it the orbit around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, I like that. I like that. You know, so you, you, you so you take all that on board because you're listening. You, yeah. and you, you yeah. know, and you can't. Yeah, when you totally. do a role like this, you, you, yeah. you can't not empathize. No. So you, there is a there is a. An emotional exchange, mm. energy exchange, whatever you want to call it, yeah, between totally. myself and the client. So, you know, they, they hang up the call. You know, it's quarter to 10 to 10, and so it's close enough to tea break time. So what do I do? So I, I unwind. I, I let the, the, the brain still process yep. in what's been heard, and I go and make myself a coffee. Nice. And I actually make the coffee. You know, I tap the grinds and yep. put it in and do all that stuff. But then what I do is I walk out into the garden. And today, finally, the sun's shining yeah, after yeah, how long? Yeah. Week uh, and and I just sit there in the garden and have my coffee mm. and I'm a bird watcher anyway yeah. so then my eyes go to what what's that flying with that I can hear this yeah. I can do that you know but what all of that does is is takes the mind away from yeah what I've just experienced nice. at you know which sometimes the, the, like I said those are those are, they can be quite emotional conversations yeah yeah and it allows my stress response system to reset yes. And those micro moments in a day, I, I recommend everybody do them, yeah, not just leaders, but everybody cool. do them. And whether that's just, like I say, just getting a bit of fresh air. Yeah. You know, you've got your morning tea, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is, get outside. Yeah. Especially if you're working on a computer. But if you're working in a factory, get away from the factory yeah. floor, get outside. Yeah. You know, but do something, you, you know, distract your mind from what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Totally. Whether that's making a coffee or yeah. reading a book yeah. or those micro moments. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I do to, uh, to keep myself, you know, I know. There's a lot of stuff, you know, the fitness side of things. You play squash a couple of times a yeah. week and get thrashed on a squash court, you know, for an hour. And uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm not thinking about my wife and my kids and my work when yeah, I'm yeah. running around the squash court, yeah. you know. And, and you it's, it's really, it's that yeah. brain reset. You need that, right? You do need that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the sort of stuff that I do to keep myself from, uh, from I guess, sliding, you know, um, from a mindset perspective down. Because, like I said, dealing with a lot of issues, yeah. people's issues, it's quite easy yeah. to got to protect yourself from those. Yeah, you know, as a as someone who's uh, involved in leadership and and safe leadership and uh, in psychology and all mm. that sort of stuff, how, how do you get on with your kids? Like, are you are you like the 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 dad that teaches them all the leadership stuff? Like, what's how do you, I how do actually you... no, I keep that. Yeah. No, we don't talk too much about that. I I mean, at the moment, I uh, I'm so me and my my eldest, yeah, um, he's thirteen. I there's been too much gadget time. Yep. of late over the holidays and stuff like that. So and strike days and yeah. all that stuff that's going on. So I've said, look, okay, 
we're not we've, we've put some rules around gadgets you can't remove them because gadgets are yeah. a thing yeah, of, yeah. Right? so so we've just got to minimize their impact so what we said is you know weekends let's let's put them aside and yeah. let's come up with something yeah. so Lachlan and myself would decide we're doing woodwork projects nice and there's no DIY in my DNA. So <laughs> so this is like the blind leading the blind yeah, yeah. here. But, you know, we've made a bird table. And Auckland awesome. is really proud. I mean, to yeah. be fair, I'm really proud of it as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's just those little things. And it's yeah. something that we're doing together. Yeah. There's, That's cool. I don't know if there's much. Uh, uh, I'll show you. Uh, you do it with me. Then yeah, I'll yeah, do it with yeah, you. Yeah. There's not so much of that we, because we're sort of bumping along yeah, together. We, but we, the experience is yeah. great. We do the same yeah. in our family. Like we, yeah, because devices are there. And I look, I'm, I love playing FIFA. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an Xbox junkie <laughs> myself. So, yeah. Um, um, but... But we started doing those Lego challenges. So here's oh, a Lego yeah, book. So yeah. we get the Lego. Okay, we're going to make this. And it's really cool. The three of us as the family, you know, mum's there, Louie's there, and I'm there, and we're making different <laughs> Oh, Lego. that's cool. And and then we, um, you know, sometimes we'll, if someone's coming around, we'll get them to judge it and stuff like that. And it's really cool because, yeah. you know, you start to get that creativity going. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's right. You know, I, I remember sitting in America at a conference and listening to uh, retired FBI hostage negotiator oh wow and he got onto the topic of children I don't, I don't know how he got there i can't remember how he got there but he did and one of the things that i took away from that that talk was he says children do not remember time they don't they have no idea about time yeah. you can as a parent you can work all hours god saying yeah they just won't remember no. what they do remember yeah. is what your emotional state is like when you get home yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. so so they, it's it's all about. You think about your own parents, yeah. and think about your interactions with the parents that you can remember. Yeah. Were they happy? Were yeah. they sad? Were yeah, they full yeah. of aggro? Were they not? Yeah. You know, but, but, yeah, there's nothing about time in your memory. No, no. You know, no. to be fair, and so this, what you're doing with the Lego, yeah, and you know what I'm doing with locking with the woodwork, and mm. you know, and, and with Xbox, there were an Xbox family as well, so we'll often sit there and do Minecraft, yeah. or I'll build something on Minecraft with that, yeah. that's tricks and pits and burn, mm. you know, and they have to work all stuff out. But it's all good because it's it's happy times. And yeah. This is what they'll remember. It's yeah. like going the camping. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, the family camping yeah, trips and all totally. that. But the key is to try and do it consistent. Yeah. What the hostage negotiator said was, when it comes to children, if you want to be a good parent and remember fondly, you play with your child every day for 15 minutes their way. Wow. Their rules yeah, it's only it's fifteen minutes a day. Yeah, yeah, and that's stuck with me yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes a yeah. day doing things that, and honestly, some of the rules that the kids come up with, horrific. They're just yeah. terrible. They're yeah. just gr oh, they're soul destroying. But it's fifteen minutes. Yeah. Which ultimately, by yeah. the way, when you practice that, yeah. it's never 15 minutes. Yeah, no, it's no. half an hour, it's yeah. an hour, but that's okay. Yeah. You know. I love playing football in the backyard with Louis, and he has so many different rules. <laughs> but it's great fun, you know. Um, <laughs> I hard. just said him because we're both competitive, you know. Yeah. So you just got to you gotta watch yourself as a parent too, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, yeah. We're doing that with the squash at the moment. Yeah, the yeah. Hey, Dave, this is interesting because, you know, I find we're at a period of time in, in, in the world, you know, like uh, recession here in New Zealand. Mm. Um, um, and you know tough economic times. Mm. Look, I'm a massive believer in you create your own economy, um, and, yep. I'm, and, I, and I know the people that, that are listening to this are the same sort of people. I, I want you to give us five things, though. Like if you were, you know, if, you know, you working on this today, and you were looking to help a business owner through, you know, some of the things that they're dealing with. Uh, what are five things you you recommend that they do now to to get themselves? I guess. You know, bulletproof for this, you know, the, these times. And look, yeah. these times don't last that long. No, they don't uh, actually. And, and, sure. and mm. tough times, uh, tough times, tough people last, right? And yeah. resilient people. I think I know what number one is, and I'm, and, and I'm going to start you off. 
look after yourself first. <laughs> yep. is, it, is it it? That was exactly what I was going to yeah. do. Yeah. Well, you're, you're no use. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely no use if you're, 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 you know, sitting there. Yeah. When, when the earthquakes hit, deviating slightly, I, I, my, my business, mm. being the consultancy business, just disappeared overnight. Yeah. And, and I liken it to me sort of squirreling away to the back of my cave, black as you like, no light getting in, yeah, yeah. and then hiding there for a couple of weeks, not knowing what to do. Yeah. Literally rocking in the corner. Yeah. Right. How am I any good doing that? I'm not generating an income when no. I'm doing that. No. I'm not helpful to my wife when I'm doing that. I'm certainly no. not helpful to Lachlan. He was just born when, yeah. uh, uh, when that happened. But at the same time, this stuff happens. Yeah. You know, and mentally, we sometimes it overloads us. And this is that retreating thing. Yeah. Right. So you absolutely, you don't want to be that person, no. you know, and, and, and wait for someone to walk into your, brave enough to walk into your cave to ease you yeah, out yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And yeah. that's the conversations. So look after yourself. You absolutely have to do that. Yeah. You know, your company will not function if you don't function. So the next one from that is, is again, it's pretty obvious and it sounds cliche and, and it's, it's, everybody says it to, to the cows come home, but it's true. Look after your people. Mm. Right. It's, it, it should be your primary focus. It's if you look after your team, your team will look after your clients. Yeah. And if they're looking after your clients, they're also looking after, by default, your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. It's not rocket yeah, science. Yeah. Sorry. It, it isn't rocket science, but it can be difficult depending on your own mindset. Yeah. It can be difficult depending on where their mindset yeah. is, especially in recession. You know, nothing worse than yeah. one of your, one of your uh, colleagues coming in and their other half has just lost their job yeah. and now their income's halved or yeah. a third and now they're under stress. Yeah, totally. But so how do you how do you bring them out of that? Yes. You know, and, and this is where you have the communication like yeah. this is your safe space. Yeah. You know, we we you've got you know, we are going to support your family yeah. just whilst, you know, your other half is is resetting, yes. you know. So we can't compromise that. So and, it's and, and, and it's really key because that's that's you know they just want someone to, someone to actually listen and care, right? Yeah, you know. Right. And a lot that's of times, right. no one is listening and caring. So you can be the voice of some, or the, or the not the voice, but the you know the person with the ears that's just listening. And, yep. and you know what? Hey, I always say this. My, my my grandmother said, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, right? And yeah, that's people right. People can just if you can yeah. be the one that just listens and brings those people in and and, and be that kind of safety net for them, um, you'll get a lot out of it in yeah, the future as well. And that goes on to the third one, which is communication. Yeah. So, so there's nothing worse that when there's a little bit of doubt in the marketplace. Yeah. You know, in this case, you know, we're sort of in a recession. Yeah. But that might, but equally, North Island and New Zealand just got smashed by multiple weather events. Yes. And when they're in utter chaos. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. When there's that sort of doubt, communication is absolutely key because because people want to know that they're safe. Yeah. Or is, they just want to know the lay of the land. There's, 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 it's worse not knowing anything than knowing something that might not be ideal. Yeah, yeah. So, right? Be why? Because the brain will catastrophize. It's yeah. got a, it's got a bias towards threat. Yeah. Right. So it will make up its own. If, yeah. if, if you're not, if, if as a, if you're not going to feed your team members the story of the lay of the land, yeah. the team members will make up their own lay of the land. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it will always be worse than the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how humans protect themselves. Yeah, totally. And that is something I learned from the earthquakes. Um, yeah, the the Usually so. if you didn't communicate during the earthquakes, you know, and you saw some of the government departments not communicating, so people started getting upset. 
because no one was giving them clarity on the, yep. on what was really going on, you know. And I was, I was always remember, you know, what if they just were really clear in their communication and yeah. upfront in their communication? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I know they couldn't tell us everything, but they could have they could have let people in on the story a bit more because you're right, people then started making their own stories. Yeah, up, right. So yeah, that, absolutely. That was a big, big takeaway for me. Now for for me, consistency is you know you asked me you know in preparation for this what was one of the, some of the biggest insights uh, you know in in owning yeah. a business. And for me, I think consistency is the key. And it doesn't matter what you do, whether yeah. it's whether it's your marketing message, it's yeah. got to be consistent. Totally. You know, whether it's uh, uh, the service that you're providing to yeah. your clients, it's got to be consistent. And, uh, and uh, whatever level you deem it, it's got to be consistent because uh, your reputation will be built on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the training that you give your employees, if you want to continually improve your business, your business is only as good as its weakest link. Yeah. Improve the capability yeah. of everybody with them, yeah. and the business's capability well, improves. Well, I always say marketing fails at the weakest link. Well, I've yeah, seen so yeah, many true. examples of that throughout, you know. Yeah, um, and, and you need to prepare for that. Yeah, you know, and that's consistency. Again, we just talked about the communication. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, you know, and I, you know, and in times like this, the consistency of turning up and doing the mahi and and doing the work, and you know, just. It, there's some reassurance in habits. We're, we're creatures of habits as human beings. Yeah. So consistency is as important for our safety, yeah. for our perception of safety, yeah. as yeah. anything else. Yeah, because because it, that builds that trust, right? Like if, absolutely, it know, does. The familiarity of it. Same with marketing, right? Consistency of message. If you have consistency of message, uh, over time you will build a lot more trust because people will start to know, like, and trust yeah. you, right? It's you that, become that person. You become don't that you, person. Whatever. Um, so yeah, consistency is huge. I think consistency for a lot of people, um, like if your purpose is not strong and your vision's not strong and you don't, if you don't back it by the, some really cool core values, that can be quite hard for a lot of business owners because they don't have enough reasons to, to, yeah. to be consistent. There's nothing to anchor the nothing, consistency yeah, to. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You're, you're looking for one more. Well, look, end of the day, you, I reckon you, you know, Number one, you look after yourself, look after your people. It's pretty solid, right? I think um, communicate and be consistent. If I was going to add another fifth in there is um, get around good people. You know, get around other people. And I say this a lot. Yes, yeah, surround um, yourself. You know, surround yourself yeah. with people that, that, that have been through this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I really believe in that. You know, you don't have to get through. And I remember this from the earthquakes. We built True. a mastermind group. You know, you don't have to do all this sort of stuff by yourself, you know. No. So getting around other people that are, you know, going through the similar things, but have the same sort of focus of their of their mind, right? Yeah. Like they are they are willing to do whatever it takes too, you yeah, know. They absolutely. are willing to, you know, look after their team. They are willing to, to communicate. They are willing to have consistency. You know, get yeah. around those yeah. people. And actually and, and again that goes from that, you know, that problem shares a problem half. Yeah. Because as 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 business owners, sometimes it's hard to actually divulge everything to your teams. Yeah. Sometimes you know, you know, if I do that, they might yeah. run to the hills. Yeah, yeah. But actually, it's a lot easier to do that to another business owner. Yeah. And then they go, oh, go, we're in the same place, and you go, oh, it's not just me. Yeah. I'm yeah. not such a failure after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Know? We're all in the same boat. We're yeah. on the same boat, yeah. and we're all having good conversations about yeah. it, and and you know, having that, I guess, that circle of trust that you can rely on. I think it's really, really yeah, important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Everybody needs a, a community around them. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Dave, this has been a great chat. I really appreciate Thanks, you coming Scott. in. Like, um, awesome. safe leadership. It's a. It's you know. It says on the back here. There's no such thing as a toxic employee, and so, I well, think we don't have time to unpack that one. Mate. <laughs> but but you know, like the, there's some real gems in here, and I highly recommend anyone um, you know who is 
if you own a business and you have you have a team, you need to mm. you need to you need to educate yourself on on this. Yeah. There's really some really good uh, really good takeaways in it, and also uh, it gives you th- some really good tools that you put in your toolbox. And mm-hmm. I think that's why yeah. I, so I really enjoyed um, one you know reading the book, but also being part of your course really really helped me. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Excellent. Um, it's been thank it's you been, for having me. Yeah, no, it's been great having you. So, guys, guys and girls, really thank you for listening <laughs> to the uh, podcast today. Thanks for watching the podcast. Um, we're gonna, oh, yeah, that's a good thing, Dave. If people want to get hold of you, where's where do they go to to get hold of you? Oh, easiest, uh, just go to www.devsool.nz. Nice. And spelled S-E-W-E-L-L. We'll, we'll put links to yep. um, Dave's uh, website, etc., on on the podcast notes and yep. on the website so people will be able to connect with you. Uh, guys and girls, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for your time. Uh, as always, we'd love, we love, um, you know, we love seeing the reviews. We love Richard, you know, your, your comments the other day and Austin, your comments the other day, uh, Douglas, etc. It's great that, you know, people are putting comments on stuff on LinkedIn and stuff. Really uh, looking forward to bringing out the book soon uh, mm. with the podcast. It's going to be, that'll be great. Thank that. I'm yeah, to it. yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's a work in progress, but uh, yeah. you know, really thank you for listening. And till next time, have fun and always take action. Hi, Scholson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, uh, where we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time, and have a great day.